Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest for this episode is Extension Educator Brad Carlson with the University of Minnesota. Brad, let's begin with an overview of the Nitrogen Smart Program. Well, the Nitrogen Smart Program is about seven years old, and it, it is a um, it, it's a training program for farmers primarily to understand how nitrogen behaves in the environment, so that they can adapt their management practices to whatever is best for their farm and their their situation. Uh, I think we all recognize that there's a lot of issues relative to nitrates in water. Uh, both with surface water, which is sort of a, 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 I guess you could even say a national issue, but particularly the states that are uh, contribute to the Mississippi River. Uh, but then also locally in, in various places, there's issues with nitrates in groundwater. And of course, uh, some of these problems track back to the how uh, nitrogen fertilizer is used. And so uh, this is an attempt to be proactive on that issue. Um, we can't solve the problem just simply focusing on uh, nitrogen use, uh, uh, but we can take care of, uh, of, of a portion of the problem uh, just simply by doing the right thing in the right place at the right time. Uh, and so what we do is we talk about nitrogen and the nitrogen cycle and how it, it uh, the transformations and the movement of nitrogen, the use of nitrogen by crops and so forth. And then we uh, discuss what uh, what our recommendations are, University of Minnesota's recommendations are. Uh, we talk about the research that went into those and then also uh, what are the situations that would make a, uh, a farm need a different uh, rate or, or, or product or so forth, uh, um, you know, so that farmers can uh, adapt what's best for their farm. So we really stress that uh, you're not there for us to tell you what to do. You're there to to learn the information so you know yourself what the best thing is to do. So there's a very large environmental component to this and certainly a large economic component as well. Correct. And and I, I think that's one thing that we do like to stress. Uh, the the uh, rate recommendations for nitrogen really in most of the north-central states in, in uh, the U.S. have gone to a system that incorporates economics. And that's one of the criticisms we'll occasionally hear from environmentalists, that, that uh, we focus primarily on crop production and not on what's going on in the environment. But the research actually shows that if we find the most profitable point for uh, the, the how we use nitrogen, that's also the the most efficient point for preventing loss to the environment, and and so really it's a matter of trying to find exactly what that sweet spot is on on any individual farm. As farmers work through the program, what do you find are some of the most I don't know that obvious is the right word, but but they they hear about an approach that they think well I can implement that on my farm fairly easily. What are some of those uh, sort of simpler uh, practices that can be put into place right away? Well, our survey from previous attendees show that about 30% of the people that, that come uh, lower their application rates. And that pretty well uh, uh, jives with survey data that's been done independent of the program 
kind of indicating that that's probably the percentage of farmers that are over fertilizing. I think the 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 key is is that a lot of farmers understand when they're applying higher rates that it's above recommended rates, but they just simply don't feel comfortable uh, with taking risk of of losing yield and so forth. And so uh, the program. Uh, delivers the information so that you understand what's going on and what the circumstances are when you would need a higher rate and therefore builds a comfort level with applying recommended rates because you also have an understanding of what the circumstances are where you might need more. And so I I think that's maybe one of the biggest ones. Um, Again, uh, uh, 30% of our attendees lower their application rate by an average of 30 pounds per acre. And so uh, you you take the, uh, the, the, the hundreds or thousands of people that have attended this program uh, over the last seven years, and that's turned into an awful lot of, of nitrogen. And so the uh, the assumption, of course, for us is because we are are also stressing the fact that if you lower rates below what's recommended, it actually doesn't make a big difference in terms of water quality. It's it's really not a situation where if we under fertilize, suddenly there's just this big improvement in what's being lost to the environment, it actually doesn't make a lot of difference. And so we're, we're, we're really assuming that, that farmers are dialing their rates into what's really necessary uh, and not uh, just simply reaching the conclusion like, oh, well, I should uh, short my crop because that's what's best for the environment. Um, it, it's, uh, it's, really, uh, it's really not uh, not a trade-off. The right rate, one of those fundamentals. What are some other nitrogen smart fundamentals that you'll be talking about through the program well we do so the program has two parts so the the fundamental part of the program the old original nitrogen smart program is in the morning uh and and that's where we really focus on the nitrogen cycle and and our best management practices and recommendations and then we've got an advanced nitrogen smart in the afternoon it's actually technically a separate program uh, so we we really strongly encourage anyone who's attending the advanced uh, session to have come to the uh, the uh, fundamentals either in a previous year or, or come in the morning and then come back in the afternoon. And so the the advanced session uh, we've got a couple of different uh, sessions that we'll be teaching this year in different locations. Um, the one uh, older one is called a deep dive into the four R's that really. Uh, look specifically at different kinds of fertilizer, uh, how they behave, and uh, we look at using uh, inhibitors, nitrification inhibitors, urease inhibitors. Um, We talk about uh, changes in timing, the difference between if you're doing fall and spring application. Uh, Of course, we recognize that there's been a, a major trend towards split application. We spend a lot of time talking about that also in the, um, the, the the session called a deep dive into the four R's. Uh, our new session that we'll be offering this year at about half of our locations is adapting nitrogen management to climate. And so that's also taking a look at uh, what the factors are in, in your field on your farm that will impact what your decisions are with respect to the climate. And so uh, particularly, the, the, the probably the two main things are the temperature, soil temperature, and soil moisture. And so uh, we'll be looking a lot at uh, what kind of uh, rate of conversion you would have of nitrogen and loss, uh, loss pressure uh, based on uh, soil temperature 
in soil moisture. Uh, we've done a, a really uh, a, an extensive look at our climate database as far as the weather information that's been recorded, uh, particularly at our research and outreach uh, stations because they do some pretty extensive climate monitoring. Uh, and so we'll kind of look at what the averages are, you know, things like what day do we typically get below 50 degrees soil temperature, what day do we typically freeze, how many working days are in between there, how long do the soil stay frozen, uh, based on um, laboratory research, uh, what do we know as far as the rate of conversion of nitrogen based on soil temperature, and so what would we expect to happen in the fall versus what would happen in the spring. You know, what if you applied early? Um, and we're going to look at you know, what what happens if the soil is saturated in you know in April versus what if it's saturated in June and so forth. And so um, that's that's our adapting nitrogen management to climate session, and it's going to be a really interesting uh, program going forward. Kind of a loaded question here, Brad, but how can farmers be nitrogen smart with record high fertilizer prices going into 2022? Well, it's not really a loaded question because realistically, when we talk about nitrogen rate, you know, that's one of the the simplest things you can do is to not over apply nitrogen and spend money where it's not necessary. You know, that that's probably the main thing. I I think uh, um, obviously there's a little bit of a wrinkle with respect to the prices, and the prices will affect fertilizer availability now. In a in a big technical sense, fertilizer is being produced; it's available, so there's not really so much of an availability issue, um, you know, in 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 the big picture sense. Now, locally, that may be a problem, just simply because of record high prices. Your local dealer is not likely to want to acquire uh, extra fertilizer and then be faced with falling prices later on and potentially have to sell it for a loss. And so there could be local availability issues. I think the key then is to, uh, have a strategy, know exactly what you're going to do, and then make sure you've got that nitrogen booked and ordered. And, and so that's, that's really the, the, the main things. Um, you know, the, probably the unfortunate part from our standpoint with Nitrogen Smart is we do look at flexing your management. Uh, this may not be a great year to be able to do that. Uh, but on the other hand, because of the, the uh, extreme high prices, uh, it is a good year to really dial in on, on only doing exactly what you need to do and probably nothing more. And we're speaking on behalf of the Minnesota corn growers, and there's an obvious connection there between nitrogen and producing corn. And I'm sure the synergies there uh, are valuable to both the university and to the association. Well, for sure. The corn growers have invested into this program uh, extensively. In fact, it really was kind of their idea. Um, Adam Burr, who's the executive director, and then Warren Formal with the Minnesota Ag Water Resources Center, uh, sat down with me uh, over lunch back uh, seven, eight years ago, and we were chatting about this, and, and uh, the Nitrogen Smart Program was what kind of came out of the uh, the conversation. But I think we all recognize that issues related to water quality and uh, uh, kind of what the public's perception is of agriculture are a, a serious uh, challenge to the industry. It's something we can't ignore, and we do need to address. And so this is an attempt to be proactive about this, 
you know, kind of rather than sit around and wait to see if a bunch of regulation comes our way, I think we've we've seen a lot of evidence that uh, that there are forces out there that are willing to to throw regulation in place uh, as they deem necessary, and so we're trying to get out in front of it uh, to maintain flexibility. And so part of that is just simply being responsible with that flexibility and and only doing uh, what's necessary. Um, you know, and, and what's justified under the circumstance. And, of course, that then, of course, re- requires that you understand what that is, too. Let's run through the, the when and where for Nitrogen Smart, beginning with February 14th. Yeah, so so the programs are, are the fundamental program is going to start at 9, and the advanced session is at 1, as I mentioned earlier. These are uh, separate meetings, technically, so there's no lunch in between. So if you want to come to both sessions, you're going to want to uh, make some plans for uh, running out to, to get lunch or bring something along or something like that. We're starting on February 14th in Long Prairie. We're at the City Hall on February 16th. We're in Dassel at the History Center on February 18th. We're in Dodge Center at the Community Center. On February 22nd, we are in Alden at the Community Center. On February 28th, we are in Mapleton at Maggie J's Restaurant on Main Street. On March 1st, we're in St. James at the American Legion. On March 2nd, we're in Worthington at the Hickory Lodge. On March 3rd, we're in Marshall at Red Baron Arena. On March 7th, we're in Cambridge at the Library. And then we got a little group here toward the end of March, uh, mostly up north and out west. On March 22nd, we're in Elbow Lake in the Grant County Office Building. On March 23rd, we're up in Monoman at the Shooting Star Casino. And then the last one of the year is March 24th in Madison, and we're at the, the VFW. Uh, our website, which is Z, as in zebra, z.umn.edu slash smart. All one word has the the whole schedule on there, as well as the addresses of all these locations. And uh, then there's other resources there too. And if if anybody is interested in taking the course online instead of attending the workshop, the information is there uh, to do that also. Anything else you want to make sure we talk about today, Brad? Well, we've had a long track record of of, uh, of good attendance at these, so we're looking forward to that again this year. Uh, we encourage people to come, uh, even if you've uh, been here before. Uh, particularly the advanced sessions, the new ones will be uh, will be of, of interest to you. The um, we'll be doing the advanced session, a deep dive into the four R's in Long Prairie, Dassel, uh, Dodge Center, uh, Cambridge. Elbow Lake and Monoman, and then we'll be doing the um, the new one, adapting nitrogen management to climate in Alden, Mapleton, St. James, Worthington, Marshall, and Madison. You can also learn more about Nitrogen Smart by visiting mncorn.org.